Welcome to Baptist Vices. This podcast is designed to engage the Baptist community in challenging thought. We hope to not just promote negative propaganda that is raised against Baptist thought, but to biblically analyze some of these thoughts and provide biblical solutions. We hope you enjoy today's program. And now your host, Dr. Steve Dameron. Welcome to Baptist Vices. The doc is back. Been uh, taking a break for a couple of weeks. I might be doing that every so often, take a break. Travel a lot more, concentrating on the seminary, which wanted to shoot that out there, independentbaptistseminary.org, and look at possibly taking a class. You don't have to enroll in a program. You can just take a class if you desire to do that. It should be by this fall that we have a lot of online options. And so wanted to throw that out to you. But we're going to be doing a couple of pop podcasts, uh, pop podcasts, uh, just trying to get my voice back, trying to get back into rhythm here. Uh, but we're going to do a couple of them uh, here. Uh, hopefully, they'll be a help to you. And so what are we uh, going to be doing? It's called Tough Times. So the, the Bible has a lot to say about tough times. Um, James 1.12, Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life. But also, James chapter 1 and verse uh, 2 and 3, uh, it, it says that we should uh, count it all joy when he vaunted diverse temptation, uh, knowing that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Um, it says in Romans 12, 12, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation. 1 Corinthians 10, 13, there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape. So remember, it's such as is common to man. John 16, 33, these things have I spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace, and the world Ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And so we're going to talk with Pastor Bill Gorman. He's in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, at Faith Baptist Church, or at Margate, Florida. And we're going to do a podcast entitled Tough Times. It's a part one, part two. And in the last year, he's had a really tough time in his life. He's serving the Lord, pastoring, been very faithful to him for decades but tough times came, and we're going to talk about that. And what he found is that God is there. He'll reference that. Uh, Matthew 11 says, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Psalm 23, sometimes we read it for other things, but uh, maybe funerals, we might read it. Uh, the, the world loves to use Psalm 23, but it's written to... The believer, the Lord is my shepherd. And it says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Evil. Uh, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And when you read that Psalm 91, uh, it says, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. And it says, Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler. Um, it talks about pestilence. 
it talks about a, a bunch of uh, problems. Um, for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways, indicating that uh, even they shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against the stone, Seem, seeming to indicate that sometimes we have problems. We have tough times. So we're going to interview Pastor Bill Gorman. I'm sure that you'll enjoy it. Uh, he's originally from Philly. He'll talk about that. Um, awesome testimony of how God found him, how he came to Christ, and then he chose Christ. So, yes, God seeks us out, but then he gives us that choice, uh, that choice of um, choosing to choosing life or uh, choosing not to have life or condemnation. And so we're going to interview him on Tough Times. Welcome to Baptist Vices, and I have Pastor Bill Gorman. And we're down in Fort Lauderdale, or Margate. 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 <laughs> and you, you don't speak like a Margation, I guess. Is that a Mar? Is that even a thing, Margation? I, I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Except now that I've been down here, I have realized why you fit. Because hmm. there's tons of New York City transplants down here. Hmm. So growing up in Philly, Philly, yeah, it makes you feel at home here. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> All right. So our topic, our Baptist vice, is tough times, and I'm mm. going a little bit against the prosperity gospel, because with the prosperity gospel, the idea is that um, if you are living the Christian life, you're living the dream, basically thousands of dollars are being dropped into your bank account daily. <laughs> yeah. Not and, happening. Yeah. So tough times. And mm. so why don't you share a little bit of your testimony, because your testimony is something else. Speaking of tough times, uh, you had a really tough background, but then you found Christ. Amen. Yeah. I got saved uh, in Philly, in Philadelphia, when I was 18. Uh, I was witness to on the street, but... Uh, before that, I, I uh, hung out in the crowd and drugs in the background, not just me, but the whole area, my family, and uh, alcohol. Uh, but that was a particular evening. I believe it was a Friday evening. I was headed to a party, actually. And on my way to this party, I saw a man coming down the street whom I knew, and his name was Jack, Jack Rayside. And... He uh, he saw me, and uh, uh, his main mission in life as a Christian, he was a Christian, was to get people saved. And he had recently been saved himself, but he saw me on the street, and I said, oh, no, here comes Jack. He's going to talk about Jesus. So I crossed the street. Uh, I actually lived on that street, Wyoming Avenue in Philadelphia, inner city. And... Uh, Jack, uh, he just crossed the street as well. He followed me and <laughs> he uh, stopped me uh, there. And I, you know, I knew him, but I now that he was a Christian, he was different than us, and I didn't really want to talk to him. I didn't really feel like talking about God uh, that night. But uh, he opened a Bible and uh, started talking to me about Jesus, and I knew what he was going to do. He had done similar things before, not just with me, but many. Many folk, he was very zealous for the Lord, but um, I was not saved, and I didn't really care about the things of the Lord. So 
um, he started telling me that I needed to be saved, and he, uh, you know, I could tell he cared about me and had a compassion there, but um, I didn't really care about that. And uh, started quoting to me, I would say, it would be like the Romans Road, and telling me about Christ, and telling me, um, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, and he showed me I was a sinner, uh, showed me I was lost, and all the time I'm inching away, and I'm trying to get away from him, but he just kept going. Uh, and uh, finally I said, okay, Jack, I'm not really interested right now. I'm a, and I walked away. But he had gotten enough of the gospel in there that I was under conviction. I, and the thing is, I didn't really – I didn't care. I wasn't looking for Christ. I wasn't looking for truth. I wasn't looking for answers. But once he gave me the gospel – it, it, you know, I find out later that it's the power of God unto salvation, yeah. and it really worked in my heart. And that night I was miserable. I went to this party, and uh, all I could think about was Jesus and getting saved. And it was a bad place, and and I'm uh, I, I just uh, thought you know, my life is wrong, mm-hmm. and I was a sinner just like Jack showed me. And he had also included in there that. Uh, hell was real, and uh, the wages of sin is death. And he showed me, uh, you know, that I would be going to hell. He told me, uh, and he was using scripture, and I'm like I didn't take it all in, but the scripture definitely was working in my heart. And uh, I, I didn't need any more convincing about hell. I knew I was going to hell. And he, uh, he had also given me a gospel tract, which instead of throwing away, I kept it. It was God's simple plan of salvation. Uh, was the name of the track, and um, well, make it shorter. I uh, I didn't get saved that night. I thought about the Lord a lot, and I was under heavy conviction. I knew I needed to be saved, but uh, later on, a few weeks later, some of my friends overdosed from drugs. They died. Yeah. I had been with them, and I knew. I just knew that if I died, I would have went to hell. And I could have easily have, they took some drugs that were laced with poison, and I, it could have been me very easily because I had been with them. I just didn't take that, what they took, but um, I would have went to hell. And uh, in a few days, I was reading over that track, and, and then finally, after, after several days of heavy conviction, I kept going over that track, and it says at the end, if, you're, if you don't understand it, read it again. I kept reading it again and again. Uh, pretty much I got to memorize it after a while. But I knelt, knelt down beside my bed, and I, I asked the Lord Jesus to save me, uh, to come to my heart. I, I knew I was on my way to hell. I knew I couldn't save myself. And I knew he was the answer to the Lord Jesus Christ is the only way. He's the way, the truth, and life. And I accepted him. I received him as my Savior. I, I got up uh, from that. Uh, and uh, I just knew I was different, and I was. And the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And that is exactly what happened to me. I was different, and uh, I didn't know everything to do. I finally contacted Jack, the guy that talked to me on the street. He brought me to church, and and uh, ever since then i've been serving the lord and uh, there's a lot to it you know the story there but praise god i had somebody disciple me that helped a lot 
and uh, had a good church, and that helped Amen. a lot. Uh, and uh, just went forward for the Lord. Amen. Yeah. So um, that was the short version. Yeah, that's the short version. <laughs> that's the <Yeah>. short version. <laughs> but what's interesting, uh, the way um, as far as talking about it, what's interesting is that um, in your life you've had a lot of tough things. And so it's, it's almost uh, – a parallel uh, or uh, a paradox of two worlds because you know the devil says that it'll be okay well you experience the devil's life mm, yeah and it's tough yeah but yet you've experienced ministry mm -hmm. and it's tough mm -hmm. but there's really not a comparison no <laughs> yeah yeah it's there's trouble uh, but when you're saved uh, you have the Lord. You yeah. have prayer. You yeah. know you have eternal life. Yeah. And uh, you know the Bible teaches you're going to struggle. The yes. Bible teaches it's going to be there. And there's just when serving the Lord, all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. There's going to be persecution. There's going to be the struggles of life. Then there's then there's the attacks of Satan. Yes. You know, he walketh about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And uh, so you go through struggles that other people go through as well, but you have the Lord, you have prayer, Amen. Uh, you have God, and he's always there for you. His ear is always open to your cry, uh, to your prayer, and uh, that is it's just wonderful to know that Amen. we can cast our care upon him because he cares for us. So I'm going to get into, we'll probably only get maybe one question, and maybe okay. two. We may do part one, part two, <laughs> okay. and I'll have you even talk about maybe some of the comparison, the paradox between uh, the devil's fun life mm. uh, and the Christian's tough life. Mm. Because yeah, in, good, in yeah. Christianity, we do, there's some tough things you have to face. Oh, yeah. So that is kind of my first question. What are some ways that tough times have come into your life? and um, maybe different areas. So in ministry, recently you've had something with family. We can whatever you want to share with that. Okay. Uh, with buildings, with moving, with uh, just a, a being. We were talking about it today. Just as uh, coming into the ministry and then helping people in ministry, and then sometimes uh, as you help people and you pour yourself into them, and then you're like, I, I didn't expect that. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about some of the tough things that you have to face in life in life well before you before i was saved uh, uh there was there was the things of the neighborhood there was the things of the family where drugs alcohol i already mentioned all that but it was not good not pretty it was yeah. um and my brother died from heroin. My sister died from heroin. But well, my brother didn't directly die from heroin. He had been on heroin. Then he, we believe, was cocaine that killed him. Actually, but hmm. um, they were both a little bit older than I was. I was in, doing the same thing. I was heading the same direction. Uh, but then I got saved, and God changed everything. Everything. Yes. Everything in my life. Uh, and that. It was wonderful. I'm still, you know, I'm still so excited about that. It's one of those things you don't get over it, you yes. know. <laughs> uh, but uh, there are struggles in the Christian life, and well, just as you mentioned, recently um, there's my wife had a stroke, 
and uh, she had been very healthy. Uh, but uh, it was unpredicted, you know, unpredictable. She, we didn't know this was going to happen at all. I mean, there was no, yes, no clues. That, and weren't you? Felt, uh, you were traveling at the mm-hmm. time. Yeah, right. we were in Colorado. You know, we're in South Florida here, which is sea level. We went to Monument, um, uh, Colorado, uh, and I was going to preach for my son, who has a church in Colorado Springs. There, uh, John Gorman, but. Um, uh, the night after, or the day after we got there, we got there at night, but the next day in the morning, uh, Carol, first thing in the morning, she had a stroke, and it was major. It was a hemorrhagic stroke. You're, it's a brain bleed, and it's uh, very, very serious in her cerebellum, which is very vital hmm. in the back of your brain. Um, and um, it was very scary. Uh, so we, we had to call 911. Uh, they came. They took her. The first hospital we went to was too, you know, major for them to handle. And she, it turned out, she got to a hospital there in the area that was uh, uh, specialized in neurological, which was good because that was what was going on with her. And uh, I didn't know it was called a stroke for a while until they started using that term, stroke. Yeah. You know, they were saying uh, brain bleed, and you know, I didn't know it was just, it was related, but. Anyway, very major. Um, it, it, it really threw us for a loop. We weren't expecting any of that. We were far away from home, and she was in the ICU there 11 days and uh, longer in the hospital. Uh, but it uh, it was it was just uh, a lot. Um, and uh, the the good thing is she's been recovering well. But at that time, it was. Uh, she she couldn't walk. She could, her balance was off. She c- couldn't communicate very well at first, or anything like that. And um, they weren't even sure what was going to happen. Uh, and and now she's um, some of these things are coming together pretty well. So praise God for that. That was miraculous. Uh, and uh, it was very it was just very major. Um, it was wonderful that my son. We were staying with my son, and he was there. And uh, and one of my other sons was there. Josh, John was there. Josh was there, and their families were nearby. And then Deborah and her family drove down from Wisconsin, and they were with us uh, off and on. And it was wonderful, you know, that they were there because that was very, you know, we were praying together all the time and checking on uh, Carol, uh, mommy, grandma, you know, all yes. the time. And and she came along very very well. And then finally, she was discharged from the hospital. Of course, I'm not going into all the details here, but yeah. Uh, but wasn't that um, that was quite some time though? It was. It was several weeks. Yes. Yeah. She was in the ICU, and then. Uh, and you're uh, away from home. Away from home. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't know anybody. Well, besides, my, my yes. son was there, so that helped. That helped a lot. So we we were concerned about the elevation. There was some question: Did the elevation enter in as any you know a problem? So we thought maybe we should get to a lower elevation. She couldn't fly. Carol couldn't fly. They didn't recommend it. So we uh, decided to uh, drive to Wisconsin, which would be a lower elevation. So on the way to Wisconsin, because Deborah lives in Wisconsin. On the way to uh, Wisconsin, um, Carol had a, uh, they call it a diverticular bleed. Um, we stopped at a hotel that evening, 
and uh, just uh, major bleeding um, after we were there for maybe a couple hours, and then all of a sudden it was it was uh, she started bleeding really bad, and again nine one one ICU at the hospital Ames Iowa we didn't know anybody in Ames Iowa, uh, and um, and she almost died uh, from bleeding to death. Her blood pressure just bottomed out, and in the in the emergency room she you know there and then um it stopped for a while and they were able to give her blood and and bring her around and then she was in icu there uh and then it returned again she she had another major episode and she was coded and they uh they they all came in the doctors nurses like i don't know there's like 20 of them came in there and Hmm. um and it was interesting because she had the stroke and now she's having this we didn't know if there was anything related there and they were only a few weeks apart and two very major things and well it it didn't look good and uh when she was coded and i know what that you know what that means is she might die right? right so um i was in the room and i was praying out loud and all these doctors and nurses and whoever else comes in, they were all in there to working on her. And I, I looked in her eyes, and, and they're kind of pushing me back, but she's looking at me. But a few times, like, she would stop, and her eyes would roll back in her head. And I would say, Carol, Carol, the Lord's here for you. The Lord's going to help you. Let's keep praying. Let's keep praying. And I was praying out loud, but all the time looking at her. And I guess I got a little louder or something. We get, <laughs> They, they started pulling me out of the room, and they bring in this uh, chaplain lady, uh, and I don't know anything. So I guess she was a nice lady, but uh, um, she tells me I have to leave the room. So I, I said, but um, here, I'm, you know, she's looking at me. Carol's looking at me. And um, I said, no, you got to get out of the room. And so they take me out of the room, and I'm like, I, you know, the lady says, are you okay? She's rubbing my back. And then... <laughs> Like, I'm, you know, I don't really need that. They thought I was going crazy or something. Right. And then... Uh, they didn't know uh, you. If they didn't they know did. me. They didn't know. Well, they, at that point, they had known that we were Christians and things no, like that. No, but if they'd have known you're from Philly, <laughs> they'd be like, oh. <laughs> yeah. That, well, that's a, so I said, that, she said, what can I do for you? I said, you can get me back in the room. Right. Yeah. So she actually, she did. She got me back in. And uh, when I went back in, Carol opened her eyes again. And she looked at me. And uh, and uh, we were, I was praying, and she, in her heart, she was praying, I'm sure, and and uh, but she almost died that time as well. So there was the few episodes. Then there was another time she passed out, and uh, they, I think they she coded that time as well. And that was in Iowa, Ames, Iowa. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, in this, uh, all right. So you're out with your son and probably yes you're preaching and you're probably going to spend some family time but you pastor here in fort lauderdale Mm -hmm. all of this happens yeah and i think you told me that two months later about two months yeah and god just paused your life yeah couldn't get back here i mean Uh, Yes, I could. I don't. I didn't right. want to leave her. Right, and exactly. It, it, she, we, when we got to Debs, when she was actually doing better, um, this is interesting. What happened? 
with some of these, she coded a couple times. Uh, it got around the hospital that a nurse came in uh, after she was doing a little bit better. A nurse came in and said, "Hey, I, you know, I'm your nurse for tonight, but I heard about you." <laughs> she said, "You're the lady that died and came back." And wow. well, Carol said, "Well, I didn't die, but uh, but she's but that she she is a Christian. She's going, you know, she's going to heaven, and the Lord's under control. So we, you know, we always had those opportunities, but." Um, that got around the whole hospital that she had died and come back, and uh, that was interesting. But it, so it gave us an opportunity to be a testimony there. She did; she didn't die, but yes. she, she was very close, very, yes. very, very close. But the thing is, we had prayer. We had the Lord. We if we didn't have God, I mean, not just in this like uh, Sunday, you know, well, yeah. religious thing. No, we we have the Lord. We know the Lord, and and we know He was there with us a hundred percent. We knew that, and uh, lo, I am with you always. You know, He was with us. Uh, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And we have prayer. We can come boldly on His throne of grace to obtain mercy. We need a mercy and grace to help. We needed help in yes. time of need. Now, the doctors and all that they they don't really know how she stopped bleeding. They never did explain it. They didn't know themselves and. But uh, we just give God all the glory for that, and um, and it's still, you know, she's still recovering, and there's still more things that she has. That was just in October, you know, 22. Yes. So and it went, you know, into November, yeah, uh, as well with the hospitals and everything. But uh, yeah, it took us two months to get back, and I'm glad that God provide young men here to fill Amen. in. Yeah. And then we're going to pick up with part two. Thank you for listening to Baptist Vices. We trust you were challenged to find a biblical path for navigating through some differences within Baptist churches. Join your host, Dr. Steve Dameron, next week for another engaging podcast. May God richly bless you.